Nekuda Behechola Series 4, Lekuta Siches, Volume 15, Sicha Vayera 3. Titled, Forced Indeed. Upon the verse, and he, meaning Abraham, called there in the name of God, the God of the world, our sages teach in the Talmud Tractic Sota, do not read this verse, this word as va'yikra, and he called, but rather as va'yakri, he caused others to call. This teaches that Abraham, our forefather, caused the name of the Holy One, blessed be he, to be called out in the mouth of all passerby. How so? After the passerby of Abraham ate and drank, they rose to bless him. He said to them, But did you eat from what is mine? Rather, you ate from the food of God, of the world. Therefore, you should thank, praise, and bless the one who spoke and the world was created. In this way, Abraham caused everyone to call out to God. And another teaching of our sages, I quote, And if not, then Abraham would say, Give me what you have. And the person would say, what do you have that I owe you? And he would answer, one measure of wine for 10 coins, one cut of meat for 10 coins, one loaf of bread for 10 coins. Who gave you wine or meat or bread in the wilderness? Once the person understood the predicament, then the person would say, blessed be God of the world of whose food we ate. End of the teaching of our sages. Now, the question here is, of what value is, quote, cause the name of the Holy One, blessed be he, to be called out in the mouth of all passerby, end quote, when done only once, when they ate by Abraham, and done forcefully, and especially so that our sages teach, I quote, the Holy One, blessed be he, said to him, meaning Abraham, my name was not known to my creations, and you made me known to my creations. Therefore, I consider you as if you partner with me in the creation of the world. How can this be when we're talking about only once and forcefully? The essence bond between God and the Jew by the giving of the Torah created the ruling of Maimonides, and I quote, the courts should have beaten until he consents because he wants to perform all the, all the mitzvot and eschew all the transgressions. It is only his evil inclination that presses him. Therefore, when he is beaten until his evil inclination has been weakened, it is considered to have performed willfully. End quote of Maimonides. So Abraham's forcing them to be called out in the mouth of all passerby would have value. However, Abraham was prior to the giving of the Torah and wasn't dealing with Jews. To understand this, the beaten until his evil inclination will be weakened, not only revealed his true inner will, but rather the inner will also then influences the outer will. And with this, we will understand the teaching of our sages that says, quote, Every day an echo sounds from Mount Chorev, proclaiming and saying, Woe is to the creatures who 
insult the Torah. Now, seemingly, if the heavenly force is to impress upon the Jew to study Torah, then it should have simply spoken of the importance and of the virtues of the Torah. And especially since it is speaking to people who are distanced from Torah, and hence in the teaching they are called by their only value, being the creatures of God. So how would just telling them who insult the Torah with no explanation of the value of the Torah affect a change upon them? But rather being that the inner dimension of the Jew, which is filled with precious treasures, which is the faith and the love, which love is the root to observing. The 248 positive commandments needs no explanations on the virtue of the Torah. However, being that this individual is presently in a state of, quote, the creatures, end quote, hence the precious treasures of the soul are covered and hidden. Hence, we need to break his coarseness that covers his inner will, which is why the heavenly voice speaks the harshness of woe to who insult the Torah. Now, even this heavenly voice will only affect the creatures who while abide being distant from the Torah, yet nevertheless still have enough sensitivity to spirituality that upon hearing that the Torah is being insulted through their distance from it, this will affect him to change. However, there are those whose coarseness is so thick and opaque that it completely covers and conceals their soul, who therefore need, I quote to you from the Tanya, who quotes from the Talmud, one must rage against the animal soul with stormy indignation, saying, you are evil and wicked, abominable, loathsome and disgraceful. And only this will break their coarseness, allowing for their inners and their soul to illuminate and influence their externals. Now, this latter form of service, in which we are not focusing on arousing and revealing the soul, but rather is focusing on breaking the coarseness, also exists by the Gentile. Only that by the Jew who always has a godly soul in his inners, the breaking is only an external job. By the Gentile, however, this service of breaking his coarseness is only to create the potential of connecting to God by being one of the pious of the nations. And being that this includes having the recognition of there is a master to this palace, meaning this world, therefore Abraham would teach and explain to the people about God. However, upon seeing that there are those who in their coarseness, his explanations had no effect, Abraham therefore put them under the pressure of give me what you have. As he went on to explain, who would give wine, meat, bread in the wilderness in order to break their coarseness so that they too be able to absorb Abraham's teachings and say, blessed is God of the world, of whose food we have eaten. Now the lesson from all of this, being that the actions of forefathers are guidance for their offspring, therefore we too must behave in the fashion that Abraham did. A. 
It is not enough to just bring close to God those who live with you, but we must also affect, quote, the mouth of all passerby, end quote. B, and with this, we must use all methods in bringing people close to God, even that of, quote, after the passerby, ate and drank, end quote, meaning feeding people. C, including when necessary in a fashion of pleasantry to put pressure on them. Now, one may ask, of what value is it when a person makes a blessing, recites the Shema, prays, but this once, and under pressure unwillingly? Hence, we have the Torah story of Abraham who did so with Gentiles and before the giving of the Torah and succeeded. How much more so must we do so with our fellow Jews after the giving of the Torah?